You guys hear me now? Uh, we can hear you. We can hear you. Oh, you can hear me? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let me try these headphones again. Can you guys? Or did I go offline again? No, you didn't. Okay. All right, everybody. Sorry about some of the technical difficulties. Um, thank you all tonight, especially Dave, for coming. Uh, what tonight is is the interviews for the uh, inquiry into Chapter 81. Um, what we're going to start out with is we're going to go around, and uh, we're going to start with myself, Shane Woodmancy, and do the panel member interviews as long as uh, – and Shane Buss. Uh, my name is Shane Woodmancy. I am the Chapter X. Sergeant at Arms, I'm going to be kind of guiding this as we go through this. Um, next, Wizard. Yeah, my name is Osvaldo Wizard, Chapter Four, Prez. Um, just wanted to participate and got selected to uh, kind of help out with this uh, issue with Chapter Eighty One. So glad to be on board and help out as much as we can. All right, uh, Jim. Jim, Big Country, Schellenberger, VP of Chapter 4. Let's do it. All right. Um, Bulldog? Alan Bulldog-Thompson from the Sergeant-at-Arms at Chapter 32, Wright-Patterson. And Shane? Shane McGovern, Bus, Members Advocate, here to, uh, I guess, Observe and represent uh, all the members that are going to be participating in this. All right. Good. Uh, Dave, we'll let you introduce yourself. Uh, David Crispy, 81. David Crispy Shoe, 81. Uh, was until recently chapter, uh, chapter treasurer. Okay. Um, there's a couple things I want to go over right now with everybody. Um, as we get started here, I just wanted to ask everybody, if there's any conflict of interest between the panel and any of the persons being interviewed that could cause a bias, um, is there anybody that sees any of those issues currently as this group going through these interviews? Nope. Nope. Okay. Dave, do you have any um, concerns with anybody on the panel that's sitting here today? Not whatsoever. All right. Uh, also, want to inform you, um, Dave, uh, you have an open forum tonight to voice your side and comments made. They will be kept confidential and only shared with the panel that is here, and the only other people that will hear this recording or have any notes from it are going to be the International Sergeant Arms Tom Green, International President Adam Bueller, and then finally Craig Colton, the VP, will have the final uh, if there needs to be a tiebreaker. 
Um, other than that, as, as long as you understand all that going, um, this is going to be kind of semi-informal um, as much as we can. We're going to go around, around Robin and kind of ask uh, you some questions to kind of help us get started. The first thing, though, that um, I want to start with is I'll start with Jim's questions. Um, when did you join the chapter, 81? Well, chapter 81, I've been a member now for three years. Okay. Uh, I would say it was, I was joined, I believe it was January, it would have to be January 2012. Okay. We don't need exact dates. Um, go ahead, uh, with the next one, Wizard. Okay. Um, some of the questions that were brought up is that, um, was, was the, I know the election was, was it, was it planned or semi-planned? And if it was planned, was it, uh, did it follow the, the, because we saw the Constitution, the bylaws after they were written, were they following the the Constitution bylaws that were in place before, or the recently ones that were submitted? Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Chapter 81 had a set of bylaws uh, that were uh, typed up, and frankly, every year we were told that we had to make sure that any changes or addendums to bylaws were. Uh, had to be done by a certain date so that they could be submitted to International. Uh, Chris DeWitt, who has been the president since I have been uh, a member, member. uh, came in and uh, said we had to do those. So I hate to use this word, but we all assume that those set of bylaws in Chapter 81 had been approved by International. Uh, That was the bylaws that we were using. Uh, however, we were told on the the date of the day of the elections, and that's exactly, yes, they were planned. Uh, okay, yeah. Note, noted in the minutes. Uh, and that this was going to be an election meeting. Uh, there was a total of three uh, election officials uh, one was Jesse DeWitt, Chris's wife. Uh, the other is was Barbara Price, uh, Chuck Price, who was the sergeant of arms at the time, and myself. Okay. Well, before we get too too deep into this, uh, Dave, why don't you just start out with the start of this? Um, you know, the night that everything, the events that happened, and maybe that'll help go forward and uh, kind of give us some information, take some notes on. Absolutely. Uh, the night of the scheduled elections, and if my memory serves me correct, that was October 6th. Uh, we met at the clubhouse uh, at uh, 7.30, and we're going to have just a very quick down and uh, 
down and, for lack of a better term, down and dirty election. That's the only business that we were going to hold. Uh, Chris called the meeting to order and immediately said that, according to Adam Bueller, international president, that that he had to strip 10 patches. Uh, these are patches from people who were not, uh, but were, according to Chapter 81 bylaws, were full patch members. But according to international bylaws, were not. Uh, that was included the current VP, the Sergeant of Arms, um, and let me think here, uh, right, Captain. At that time, he said that there will be no elections and proceeded to appoint his officers. Uh, since, uh, since there was not going to be an election, and these people that were in those current positions, according to international bylaws, could not be members. Uh, at that time, um, obviously, things got very heated. Uh, I was actually the rational one, which is unusual. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, things got very, very heated. Uh, Chris was told to get off this property that the clubhouse was on, which happened to be the property of the VP he just kicked out of the club. Uh, and I was told to return uh, any dues that were paid in advance. Uh, the ten, 10 members that were stripped were followed by uh, one, two, three, four others and a prospect who chose not to be in the club at that point in time. Uh, and these were people that had, according to international by- bylaws, full rights to be a patch member. Uh, but they just said that they would not be a member when somebody just arbitrarily strips patches and, and cancels an election. While this was all going on, one of our members called Adam Bueller and asked him point blank, did you tell him to strip patches? Adam denied that he said to strip patches. Uh, who, who made that phone call? Uh, that phone call was made, I believe, by Suzanne Vines, who is one of the members that decided to quit. Uh, she is uh, active reserve, full-time reserve. Uh-huh. Master Sergeant, U.S. Air Force. The other the other members that decided to resign at this time at that time were Terry Beasley, Tech Sergeant, active duty, U.S. Air Force, and his wife. I didn't choose to resign at that time. However, the next day I asked to retire my patch. Uh, 
Um, Mr. Shane Wood, Nancy. Um, when all this was happening, did anybody ask Chris or bring up the bylaws that were standing in Chapter 81 at the time? Yes. Uh, his exact quote was, according to Adam Bueller, I had to strip these patches and we are going under strict international bylaws at this time. I will also say... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is big country. How in advance was the was the notice of the vote? Oh, uh, actually, more uh, more than thirty days. It was more than thirty days. Yes. Okay. Um, did the vote that was supposed to happen tonight did it follow the pretense in your bylaws? as far as how far out for the nominations and all, all of that? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, it was supposed to be happening. There was going to be an election, not October, but September. But because uh, we thought the president, Chris, was going to deploy, his deployment was canceled. So therefore, okay. our, our normal elections are held in October, and we went, so we had already had nominations opened long before, and then I would say nominations were open for almost two months. Okay. I'm just trying to catch up on my notes, guys. If you have anything, yeah, uh, that's go ahead. That's what I'm going to. <laughs> Do sorry, sorry country, big country again. How many of the members that were dismissed? Uh, do you know ab about the time when they were patched? How long they'd been with the club? Uh, most of them, well over a year. Some, some too. For the since they. With the ones that, with the members that were dismissed, uh, was there a change in the in the Chapter 81 bylaws between the time that they were patched and the meeting? No, we were told that we were no longer could no longer use Chapter 81 bylaws, and that we were going by strict international bylaws. No, what I what I mean was between the time that they were patched. And that night, starting before the before the meeting started, was there a change to the requirement for a patch in Chapter 81 per their bylaws? Not there no. In the last answer, let me let me repeat your question. Uh, between a year, okay, or two that they were patched. And the night of the election, was there any addendums made to the bylaws of Chapter 81? Is that correct? Correct. correct. Yes. Yes. How many times? I would say that there was addendums to the bylaws 
at least twice because of that's when the bylaws are updated annually. So if the person had been in the been in the uh, been in the club for two years, I would say twice. Were those changes relation to membership status? Absolutely. Okay. They gave associates full full voting rights. It turned around, and we had associates wearing a separate patch. They are no, they were no longer wearing that separate patch. Uh, they were wearing a full patch. Uh, and uh, let me see here. I think that was about it. Okay, well, now, they, go ahead. Um, they were never, this is Bulldog, whenever you um, receive a new application, what was discussed or reviewed with the general membership prior to the membership vote? As far as a... Uh, as far as a new member, when you said an application, is that correct? Yes. You know, a new member decides they want to join, they submit an application, and now you're at a meeting and you're having there was, any kind of a discussion was, based on, the, you know, this new membership before the vote takes place. Yes. Um, there was never, quote, a formal application uh, that was submitted by anyone that I'm aware of. Uh, even when I joined, I just voiced that I wished to prospect. Uh, and at that time, uh, essentially, there was a pre-prospect type of... Uh, and then at that point in time, if everybody agreed that that uh, uh, there was no issues, that the person had met all their obligations as a prospect as far as meetings as far as supporting the club, then they were voted to be a patch member. And then later on, once they, uh, another three months had passed, they would receive their rockers. What do you mean by rocker? Uh, For us, rockers is our chapter 81 uh, we have a, a patch which is uh, very much like a three-piece patch, uh, and uh, the top part said Green Knights. Uh, the bottom had the standard knight emblem, and the bottom said Moody AFB Georgia. Then we had two separate patches that went on either side, Chapter 81. So there was never a discussion as far as um, type of service or type of membership for prospective members? Yes, they were discussed as to whether they would be full patched or associate members. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, This is Shane Woodmancy. Um, Dave, in your recollection, when was the last time that you had seen the actual previously signed copies of 
your bylaws. If you if you can pull that out. Uh, I don't know if I ever actually saw a signed copy. I saw plenty of PDFs flying back and forth. Okay. Okay. But I don't think I ever truly saw a signed copy. Now, I did sign a copy of the bylaws twice by being on the bylaw committee. I signed those. And uh, uh, so I guess the last the last two that I can remember, I was on the bylaw committee and signed that as well. Uh, what would those years be? Uh I would have to say it was 2013 and 14. Prior to all this happening, uh, was there any talk amongst the officers or general membership in regards to uh, altering the bylaws to line up more with uh, Green Knights International? None whatsoever. We thought that our bylaws were in good standing with the international. At least the general membership thought that. Have you, as a day of this country again, have you have you seen or have you uh, looked at the differences between international and 81's bylaws? Oh, absolutely, Ralph. I have. Are are you saying now as as since everything happened or prior to? Uh, since everything happened. Okay. Hey everybody, this is uh, Shane Bus. Real quick, can I ask a follow-up question to one that uh, was already done? Because I don't think it was clarified. Yes, go ahead. This was in regards to how. Uh, I think, country, you asked when nominations were done. Um, But I didn't hear a question to follow up with that as to who collected the nominations and for what position were nominated. Positions that were nominated were president, vice president, sergeant of arms, treasurer, Secretary, uh, and I believe two road captains. And who collected and, those? Uh, who collected those were was uh, Barbara Price and Chris DeWitt. So Barbara, what was Barbara's position? Barbara was just a member. She had no uh, uh, position. Also, I believe Angie Stegman, who was also asked to leave the club, who was the secretary at the time, had those at the minutes as well. Uh, This is Wizard. Was that an appointment? committee or they just volunteered that day or it was something that was already no there was a volunteer committee said when we needed a committee to oversee it okay the committee was made up of 
Barbara Price, uh, and Jesse DeWitt, and myself. Also, to follow up, were, were you going to be, uh, what was your nomination? Were you going to still stay as a treasurer? No, I had, to, I had chose not to run for a position that, that year. Okay, okay. David, this is Bulldog. Was there um, was there multiple nominations for positions? Absolutely. Uh, Chris was running for all three top three positions. Uh, Suzanne Vines was also running for all top three positions. Uh, I believe the only uncontested position was treasurer. Okay. Can I ask why you chose not to rerun for your position? No, I chose not to rerun for my position, frankly, because uh, well, this might get into more of the investigation. Frankly, I couldn't keep the president's hand out of the bank account, and he would just take money out and never give me a receipt. And, uh, or say, oh, I, I, or collect dues uh, in my absence and say, oh, I spent it on such and such and such and such, but never give me a receipt. And that's not the way I play. All right, now that we're getting... Sorry, this country, now that we're getting into the treasury situation, uh, let me let's start off with the 501c3. Did Chapter 81 have their individual, or were they under the international umbrella? Uh, they had not applied for one themselves, and we were uh, following under the international umbrella. Was it looked at as to getting a a separate one for 81? Uh, it was discussed a few times. And, uh, frankly, uh, as treasurer, I kept trying to say I need some additional information and was never able to get it from some of the other members. So, frankly, I dropped it. This is Shane again. Um, did you have the requirement as the treasurer to provide the uh, installation with your yearly uh, financial records as being an uh, organization working with the auspices under the installation? I did not. Do you know if anybody else had passed those records on? No one had ever passed those records on. We were not a base, uh, quote, affiliation until I believe it was June of this year when we finally met, but finally was uh, was approved as a base base approved club. So you guys weren't listed as a private Oregon base until June. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I believe it was June. It may have been May. Yep. 
David, uh, do you have, does Chapter 81 have a current bank account they use? They do. Uh, I was asked by uh, the International Sergeant at Arms to try to freeze that account. Unfortunately, because Chris and I are signatories on that account, uh, I can't freeze it in the state of Georgia unless I have a court order. I do have copies, however, where I went on October 7th and got the balance of the account, which was $198 and change. I think it was like 75 cents for 35 cents. Also, there was petty cash. Uh, I have since returned all petty cash uh, back to Chris and uh However, we uh, I still got sixty dollars and change in my wallet, which belongs to the club. But Chris says he can't take it, and I can't do anything with it. So I have sixty dollars of the club money that belongs to the club, petty cash. The reason I keep it in my wallet is if I, any time I can sit there and say, you, you know, we need this money back into the petty cash, I would get a receipt and hand it to the correct officer at that time. So, we're, so with, there's, there's really no accountability for the petty cash at all? Yes, there was. Okay. I had a spreadsheet, which I had made up. Uh, uh, I did send that to the International Sergeant of Arms, okay? Also, uh, uh, using receipts and things of that nature, because we also collected dues, $10 a month, uh, with the exception of the member's birthday month in December. Okay. I know 81's bylaws state all officers have uh, access to the bank account. Is that correct? Or that is not correct. So it's just, it's just you and the P. Uh, me, uh, myself, and Chris. Correct. Dave, um, this is Shane Woodmancy again. Do you happen to have any of the previous bank statements? from the actual bank account that can show withdrawals and uh, deposits that you I can do send not, forward? I do, do not, but I do have, I did ask them for that record, and they were okay. even supplied for the past six months back. Okay. And I Could you, would you be uh, available to uh, scan that in or send that to us? Um, yeah, I, I believe you've been contacting with Bulldog or, or anybody else yeah. that, that's on email, get it to us. Um, that'll yeah. prove uh, very important. Now, does it show separate on whose card took what out, or there is no card? We okay. walk in, we present, uh, we have our account number, okay. uh, we present, we present identification, and do withdrawal slip and or a deposit. Okay. Um, do those so, have the deposit? Do those have the deposit slips with them on that record, or no? No. However, so I, will say, I will say this. Uh, Chris did all the banking at the base, okay? 
I have to, however, there is a branch that I'm, I'm retired. I don't go to the base that often. Uh, and it's less than a mile from my home. That's the one I use. So we can tell which branches they came from. Okay. Now, do you have all that information you can uh, kind of fill in and send in to us? Absolutely. It's at my uh, office right now, and uh, I'll get it to you in the morning. Okay. Dave, did did you use a checkbook system or strictly withdrawals? Um, strictly withdrawals. And very few of those were ever made. We also used a, uh, uh, was it, uh, Square. Square Reader? Yeah, Square Reader. That was hooked um, up. That was hooked directly to the account as well. And do you have all of that as well? Yeah. Okay. Well, those are transactions, yeah. Yeah, Dave, I had a question. This is Wizard. Um, and I know you mentioned about the um, unaccountable spending from, from the Prez or Chris. How long had that been going on? I mean, I know you mentioned that you were asking for receipts, but can you give us a time frame that this had been going on? And about a year. About a year? About a year. And uh, I have served both as secretary and secretary treasurer. Uh, and, and treasurer. When we didn't have enough people, I did both duties. Yeah. Was the treasury report given to the general membership at each meeting? Absolutely. I made copies, and they were available. I made, like, 10 or 15 copies. Anybody uh, would hand them out to people who wanted them, and, of course, they went to the top three. Okay. Were the Did any other members kind of raise the, raise the flag and say, with the fact that, Looking at the bylaws, it was 100 bucks initially and then $10 a month where all the money was going? No. No. And uh, actually, the money was going, that, that money was going to cover patches, the initial. And the $10 a month, uh, we would do things. Uh, if we were going to have a group outing or something of that nature, uh, and let's, for instance, uh, our group outing this year was to Jekyll Island, and we rented campsites with it. Some of that, some of that buddies. So the the initial hundred went to the purchase of patches of, of patches. Was were there already patches made that they were just reimbursing the club for, or was there a company that was making your patches per member? 
they were making them essentially per member. Uh, it was Team 2000, is that it? Uh, Peril 2000? Yeah, Peril 2000, that's what it is. And then, supposedly, we had gone, uh, uh, had found a way, cheaper way, much cheaper way of doing patches, which is through International. And supposedly $375 with Chris withdrew, but I never got a receipt for any of that from Adam. And they were working on, or or from Chris, I should say, and he was working on that with Adam to get those uh, the, the deal done where, uh, but they want to have to order 50. We pay for the first 25, and you, you guys in the international hold on to the other 25. Right. How long ago was that 300 taken out to be provided to Adam? Two, I want to say two months before all this happened. Did so you get August. your practice? I'm sorry. This is Wizard. Uh, a question about the patches. The were they uh, were they purchased and received? I did. They were not received while uh, up uh, up until October sixth. Whether oh. they were purchased, but, um, you did get the patches. I do not know. Oh, okay. Uh, as of October sixth, they have not been received. So, Hood, in regards to patches, the money was given to you from each member or to Chris? For the patches, to me, as treasurer. And then Chris would go and get the patches made? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, what would happen was when we are using the team apparel, <clears throat> I would actually order them, put them on my credit card, then I would turn around, and once I got a receipt from Team Apparel, I would, in front of another uh, one of the top three, show them my receipt and take money out of petty cash. How much How much money on a regular basis is kept in petty cash rather than the bank account? Uh, like, a, like, a, like a ratio. Is it like... Four to one, one, as I far as petty three, cash. Three to, one, three to one petty cash. Three to one petty cash? Yep. Well, that's the ratio I would say up, up until two months ago when we had those large withdrawals. At that point in time, it was like one-to-one. So what was the, what was the reasoning with the, with the bank account as to not having a bank card or a checkbook in order to purchase items for the club rather than you as the treasurer using your own personal credit card to pre-purchase items? 
hate to say this, it's the way it was when I got it, and I never changed it. So the previous, this is Shane Bust, the previous treasure was doing the same thing? Yes. Who was the previous treasure? Who was the previous treasure? Well, I came along. I'm trying to remember. Ah. Uh, I believe it was Sam Gross. Yes. She is uh, uh, a retired or retired Chapter 81 member now, uh, living in uh, at Nellis. Uh, last name is Gross? Gross. Samantha Gross. Everybody call her Sam. Okay. David, this is Bulldog again. Um, you know, that there's going to be a lot of options on the table for recommendations from this panel to international. And one of the things I'm curious about is it seems like Chapter 81 at this point in time is very, very fractured uh, after this has happened. Do you think there's a way for the chapter to come back together and move forward? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Uh, I will throw one other thing out there, too, as my personal feeling. when I After I read the international bylaws, I have a personal objection to one thing, and I'm going to throw it right out there. Do we realize that under our current bylaws, if a WIA who is separated but not retired, if not be a knight, could not be a full-patch knight? Are we aware of that? Yes. Um, Yes. The international is is a... You know, we're also working with them on the, you know, that there's been other things. I can say to you, this is Shane Woodmancy again from our own experiences. I was the former president of Chapter 64 down in Texas, um, where we had people that would fall into that category, much like you are. And one of the ways that we had come up with and worked through Adam was allowing those members, as long as they stayed at that chapter, the same rights they've had since day one. Um, but if they ever left that chapter, they understood that they would no longer be able to be a full patch member. Do you think that that would be a viable option to put on the table to try to start the healing for pro, uh, Chapter 81? I will say this. I do not believe that anyone will follow, that left will follow Chris's leadership anymore. They felt that he... He flat out lied to the membership. And I want to add this to the discussion. In subsequent discussions with Chris after these things happened, uh, he told me that he thought the election was going to be rigged. So that's why he decided to strip patches and uh, and not hold an election. 
my quote to him was that as a as a past Air Force officer, I can tell you, I would never have left my people out in the cold like that. I would have stripped my own patch before I have followed any supposed order uh, that was going to be detrimental to my people. And he just, he was more concerned about keeping the president's patch than he was about the club. That's my opinion. Uh, And I had a couple of absentee ballots. uh, And some people told me that after this was all done, that Chris would have not been reelected. Of those 10 that patches that were stripped, not a one was planning to vote for it. And uh, so that sort of makes things a little difficult there as well. So he told me he thought the election was rigged. Now, I don't know what his definition of rigged is, but frankly, if a vote is put cast by a member, whether it's in his favor or not, that's not a rigged election. A rigged election is when you're not allowed to have one. Appreciate those thoughts. Uh, and let me think. Oh, Go ahead. also, I will point out this: that Chris's wife put on. Facebook, the night of the election, bring, I've got the beer, bring the popcorn, it's going to be a show, and we're going to get even tonight. Did you take a screenshot of that? Uh, I didn't, but I know there's several several people that can vouch for that, and I'll see if it's still there. Is okay. it not? If it's still there, can you please take a screenshot of that and send that to the panel, please? Be happy to. Uh, and there had been some dissension in the club previous to that. Uh, and uh, and I think that's pretty much what what was being said. There was she already knew what was going to be done. Uh, as I understand, how this all came to light. Brian Faziz, who was a road captain at the time, uh, we were talking about bylaws and this, that, and the other. So he got a copy of the bylaws and then got a copy of the international bylaws. And then he told Adam, they don't match. Okay. And Adam asked him to send up a copy of his bylaws. According to 81's bylaws, this is country again, it states that associate members are anyone not in the military system. However, they're still eligible to be passed and available to be executive membership. That's correct. How many of the dismissed members 
fall under that category rather than the full patch category? Of the ten? Let me see here. Now, under international laws, you either have to be active, active reserve, or... No, I'm not... I, 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 I know what international... I want to know how many regarding 81 bylaws are the 10 that, that were dismissed fall under the associate member per 81's bylaws. Uh, let me see here. Two that I can think Wait, of. Two of the 10? I'm sorry? Only two of the 10 fall under the associate member the other were considered full patch members. They were previous service, prior service, not retired. Well, I, I understand that. What I was what I was alluding to is even you you state that yes, they were eligible, but per eighty one bylaws and, and per what Krista Witt stripped those patches, were any of them under their current criteria, eligible as an associate member per the 81 bylaw. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, come to think of it, four. Four of the ten? Four of the ten. Two were straight civilians. Okay. Father had retired, but straight civilians. Uh, and the other was a prior DOD employee and now is a contractor <clears throat> and their spouses. Was it ever brought up to when the when the bylaw rewrites you mentioned that you were on the panel with the bylaw rewrite was it ever brought up to try to potentially work with international to set your bylaws up to better align your that chapter with membership? Like with Chapter 28 here, we have, I mean, there's hundreds of motorcycle clubs here in, here in Arizona. And so what we've done, we've, we worked hand-in-hand with International to allow, give, give us a little more leniency in who we could full patch uh, to include federal employees, veterans who are 30 percent or more service connected disabled something like that was that ever uh was that ever anything like that ever brought up with chapter 81 to work with international to work with yeah. internet to try to yeah. try to better to, to help 81 grow in its membership no that was the purpose of what we had done 
okay, uh, to help grow membership. Because uh, at one time we were down to five members. And I believe you're down to six right now in Chapter 81. Uh, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six it is. Okay. But uh, if you include spouses. Uh, but uh, we were under the impression that we had to do this by, these bylaws by a certain date because Chris had to have them up to international by that date. Prior to that date, I should say. To have them approved. So, as I said, I, we thought we were working with international. David, if you had the um, if you had the power for a day, what would you do to what would you recommend to resolve this situation for Chapter Eighty One? I would probably ask all those that wish to to come back uh, however as I said I do not believe they will follow Chris uh, I think that we should have an open election again not a, have appointed officers uh, and uh, as far as the fractured friendships. I know several people who in an emotional state said things they probably shouldn't have said. I, uh, I, I didn't, as I said, it was unusual for me to be the rational one. I didn't do any of those things, but I do not think that Chris will be able to be part of that club. Okay. Frankly, if you if, when you flat out lie to your membership uh, as a leader, you no longer have their trust, and that's part of what we're about: is having a brotherhood, sisterhood and trusting each other. And Dave, this is country again. Um, do you talk or are you still friends with any of the current membership? Sure. I talk with Chris occasionally. Uh, and I also talk with uh, Brian and Brandy. Fazeez. Uh uh haven't talked talked with uh what is Trippy's real name? We call him Captain Trippy because he's 
a captain. And that is Scott. Yeah, yeah, Scott, Scotty. Okay. I am. Uh, then uh, uh, the other one is uh, uh, Chuck or Charles Horner, uh, also known as uh, Silent Bob. In your opinion, how many of the current membership is there trying to save the chapter? rather than being there for Chris. Uh, Tried to say the chapter rather than what? Than following Chris. In in other words, do you you think the, the remaining members there agree, or do you know if they agree with what happened and and... And, or how they how they feel about the whole situation? I don't know if they feel about the, they, they. The one person that the person that I talked to the most about this said that we're trying to change it from the inside, whereas you guys just said we're done with it. And, uh, frankly, I. I had gotten fed up with the drama uh, that was going on at the club, and that's why I asked to retire my patch. That the uh, and I mean it was always one club member mad at another club member, or a club member's wife mad at another club member's wife, or and man, I'm 58 years old. I don't need this drama. Uh, this is Shane Woodmancy again, Dave. Um, yeah. Prior to all of this happening, would you say, other than the drama, was there a defined split against members with the club where there might have been some type of collusion for these events that happened that night? Or was it one person on their own with their spouse following and that was the what happened? A collusion? As far as the folks that were going to vote against Chris, is that no? No. uh, As far as the people that basically were kicked out versus the people that got to stay in appointed officers, was there collusion there? No, I do not think there was collusion there. Okay, I think that there were some hurt feelings uh, because. Chris and his spouse were not invited to a a party. Okay, I wasn't invited to it either. Okay, but it was mostly made up of club members. However, no no colors were being worn, and that got so blown out of proportion. Uh, Chris's wife said she was so hurt she was she was going to quit, and she took thirty days off from the club when it was voted on that she could do that. And just back off, and, and then the elections happened right after that, or they didn't happen, I should say.
this tenure again, just a little, a little more, a little, another question in regards to potential moves forward. Now that you've actually looked at the international bylaws compared to 81 bylaws, and and looking at the the broad spectrum of Chapter 81, the membership that was there prior to the meeting and the surrounding community. What do you see as a potent, uh, a potential fix as far as a full patch member? Um, does the does the the prospect or the associate or the squire any of those need to be changed in your opinion? Yes, uh, especially this area. Uh, not many people stay at this base law. Get it out, gone. Okay, for whatever reason, that's the way Moody is. I've been at other bases where people stay forever. Um, but uh, they're in, out, gone. It's going to be, it's most of the retired guys have gone with the Combat Vets Association. Uh, so we don't have too many, quote, retired riders uh, that are looking at being green knights. Uh, we do a lot of great charity work here. Uh, we've raised, since I've been here, oh, I'd say well over $40,000 for charities. And it all went directly to that charity. Uh, so uh, whether it was a child with an illness or vet issues, it all went to that charity. Uh, so we've done great work. Uh, I think that as far as we need to have, be allowed to have people that are prior service in the Green Knights in this area in order to get a proper amount of membership. If now, when you, mentioned, you, when you mentioned prior service, are you talking uh, disabled vets, or are you just talking veterans in general? Vets in general. This is Shane, Bess. Um I'm going to follow up with Jim's question here with regards to that changing yours, uh, the Chapter 81 bylaws as well. Um, when it comes to the international, you, you've seemed to have identified a concern with your local area and yes. membership. And if you had a recommendation not only to change 81's bylaws to match international, what would you suggest in a possible change or, in a sense, a exception to policy uh, to allow membership to grow there, knowing that what the circumstances there are at Moody? Okay. I believe that, uh, first off, that international definitely has to uh, uh, disable vets and or 
uh, uh, Purple Heart recipients should be allowed to join. No questions asked. Okay. Uh, essentially, uh, they show DE two fourteen. It's on there. Fine. Okay. Or uh, right now, basically, the way international reads: if you don't have a DOD card, you can't be a knight. And but. Things have changed in the military since my day. A lot of guys got retired out when they got hurt. Now they're just being separated and said the VA is going to take care of you. These guys don't have DOD cards, but they're disabled vets. Okay. So, go ahead, sir. Now, just just to give some clarification as to the why... Um, the reason that was added into the international was to recognize that we're not saying, we're not trying to exclude, quote, veteran as a all-exclusive veteran or include veteran as an all-inclusive veteran, but identifying that you have things like the American Legion or a vet MP and so on and so on, um, just for clarification purposes here, the reason why that that was added was to keep the Green Knights more of an active duty type club rather than turning into one of these mini vet clubs that are out there. So that being said, what could you recommend where we could still hold that distinction? Uh, I think that uh, we could still sit there and use these guys' talents to promote veterans and, and safe mentorship ride. Uh, I understand that we are that Green Knights is an MMC. However, uh, I would say that uh, as far as at Moody, you're never going to get more than eight to ten people, period, if you go strictly using that idea. You're never going to get more than eight to ten. Because, frankly, they just turn over too quickly. Thank you for that response. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, we've been over a little bit of an hour, um, trying to keep these to time for everybody. Um, what I'd like to do now is kind of go. I'm going to call out each of the panel members uh, if they have any last questions. If not, um, you know, we'll just rest and then we'll try to get this ended up uh, if if we could. Um, <clears throat> Wizard, do you have any final questions? No, uh, Dave, I wanted to thank you for your service. I was just curious to find out how long you served and, uh, you know, the comment about, you know, when the the term about rigging the election was brought up. I mean, I know the, I guess you figured that Chris had already found out that 
he wasn't going to be the president anymore through whatever means of whether it be rumors or, you know, spouses or even memberships talking, the the members amongst each other. Um, you know, a lot of good information that you've shared with us is going to provide uh, uh, the basis of the decision. But, you know, keep doing what you're doing to keep a positive attitude. Um, you know, if you want to reconsider joining the Green Knight, especially uh, the passion that you have for it, I mean, that, that would be your decision. But, you know, we thank you for what you've done for our country and and what you've done for the Green Knights and appreciate all the comments. No, sir. I thank you very much. Uh, I did 13 years uh, and was medically retired uh, okay. as a major. I was a, a WIZO on the old F-111 airframe. Wow. If you guys are familiar with that one. Yeah, 111, yes. Good old, good old pig, also known as a bark. <laughs> well, again, thank you, sir, and and I appreciate that uh, invite. I'm not, I have taken my cut off my vest at this point in time, and you know, who knows? I may cut, I may sew it back on. Okay, yeah. but I just asked to retire it. I didn't quit. Okay, mm-hmm. I just wanted to retire it. A step away from, from lack of a better term, all the dissension. Uh, and that's when I joined this club. There, it wasn't there. It was a brotherhood. And actually, uh, the founding president, uh, Daniel Flea, uh, was, for lack of a better term, trying to mentor Chris in what he needed to be to be a president. Okay. And actually, one other thing is that the person that probably would have won the election, Suzanne Vines, was going to then tell Chris, hey, you keep the patch for six months, or, or, or you keep the position, I'll keep the patch for six months. I want to mentor you and show you how to be a leader. And then if, if my club... If the club agrees, you take the patch back as press. That's what was going to happen that night. Oh, really? Yes. You know, one thing that I have to add is that to be a good leader, you got to be a good follower. And uh, I've always, I've always mentored uh, and always told the membership in Chapter Four that that this club is their club, whatever they want to do with it. You know, we're just using their ideas, their suggestions, and we as officers have the tools necessary to, to implement some of these practices. But ultimately, you can't be selfish about it. You can't be self-centered. you got to give unconditionally, and, and that's where it's going to show. And the people, the members are going to see that. Um, that. That's what a true leader is. I agree. Uh, uh, my father is... Uh, has passed, but he's also retired Air Force as well. And his old his old way of training me was any person in your command, if they haven't had a chance to sit down, have a drink of water, or have a cigarette, then you don't get that chance either. And that's the way he taught me. So, old school guys. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've got. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, 
Bulldog. David, thanks again for your time tonight and um, uh, for your service to the club. You know, hopefully, um, you know, there's a lot of things on the table. Everything's, you know, open to be looked at here. And hopefully we can find a good way for anyone to uh, move forward that makes the best sense for that club at that location. Uh, but thanks for your time tonight, and that's really all I've got. All right, sir. I thank you very, very much, uh, all of the panel. And Jim? Dale, I, I want to thank for your thanks for your time uh, and your dedication to the club. Uh, you mentioned you asked to retire your patch. What was the process in, involved in that? Well, that was going to be a very good question because in my mind, the club did not exist anymore. Okay. That we had a uh, one, two, uh, one retired member who had just retired uh, after 10 years of service, one active duty, two active duty members, and uh, one DOD employee. And that's what we have, and spouses thereof. Uh, there were two other spouses. So I didn't see a club that existed anymore. I, in my letter that asking to Adam for a uh, to ask for an investigation, um, I asked at that time to retire my patch. So you asked, you you asked Adam, or you went through Chapter eighty one to retire your patch. I asked Adam. Um, just one one last quick question. Eighty um, one's bylaws mention the removal of officers. Um, as requiring a signed petition by two-thirds of the club. Was that done prior? That was not done or talked about prior to that night, correct? That is correct. Thank you. It was a, it was a scheduled election. It was just a scheduled election. There was no petition to remove officers in or patches at that point? No. All right. All right, thank you. Certainly. All right, uh, Shane, you anything from members advocate? Um, I think Wizard uh, stole my thunder, saying thank you and thank you for your service and all that. Um, I do want to let you know, Dave, that if at any point in time you have any questions or want to clarify, clarify anything, um, you can bring those to me directly, and I will be your voice to this panel. Um, if there's anything that uh, comes up that you think of that might assist with the investigation, um, again, just uh, send that to, to Shane and, um, and myself. And I want to say uh, thank you for reaching out to international to look at uh, this situation so we can try and rectify. Okay. I thank you very much for the time that you gentlemen, uh, all of you gentlemen gave me tonight.
And uh, Shane Woodmancy here once again, uh, closing this out. Everybody kind of stole all my thunder about thanking you as well. Um, once again, if you need to reach out, we are here for that. Um, we're trying to make this better for everybody, and we're going to take everything. To let you know, there's not going to be an overnight decision. We have 30 days from last week to get all this done and present it back to international uh, officers uh, for their um, take on it, and then it will be sent out. So don't expect an overnight. Uh, once again, like Shane Buss had said, provide us anything you have um, that you think would be beneficial. We greatly appreciate it. And once again, we do greatly appreciate your time and uh, being able to speak up, you know, for, for the members out there who maybe felt they couldn't. Um, what I'm going to ask is if you don't have anything else or you need to clarify any comments, we're just going to ask you to drop off the line. I would like the panel to be able to stay on um, for the next couple minutes to discuss our next steps moving forward. Dave, once again, thank you for your time. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, sir. I thank you much. I'll go ahead and sign off. All right. Thank you, Dave. Really appreciate it. Good night, Dave. All right, gents, just uh, wait until that drops off. Yeah, Georgia has hung up. Oh, it did show it on yours? It's not mine's froze up. Yep, it's showing right. here on mine. Good, good, good. Mine froze up, apparently. All right. Um, since Georgia sh uh, got off there, um, gents, I, I can't say enough. Thank you for tonight. Um, you know, sorry about the hiccups. It was actually me that hung up on them everybody by accident, so I have a new way to work around that so it doesn't happen again. Um, <laughs> do you guys have anything else um, that are on your mind, concerns, questions? Uh, this is Shane Buss. Um, yep. That whole piece about clarifying, the reason why I, I don't know if you all caught on as to why, who did they submit their nominations to? And you heard him state that it was given to Chris and uh, who was the other individual? I'm sorry. Chris, Angie, and Barbara Price. Chris, Angie, and, and Barbara. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, yeah, his wife, Barbara Jesse, Price, Barbara. and right. Dave. But well, then, he, said, he originally ahead. stated that there was it was Barbara and Chris, and then he said Angie took the were were taking the 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 votes the nomination the nomination the nominations went to Dewitt's wife to Dave Shu and to Barbara. Mm-hmm. So the nominations went to that that set of people. However, the election the the votes went to Barbara, Angie, and Chris. There were no votes. No, there was no votes. Um, there were no votes. Yeah, because he kicked everybody out. 
the election was not conducted. They were just the nominations. Yeah, right. they were just appointed. It, there was, there that, was a nomination. There's a nomination committee, a committee for the election, consisting of Jesse DeWitt, Barbara Price, and David Hsu. But nominations were also coming up through the elected office, which includes Chris and Angie Stegman. Mm-hmm. Is the way I took it. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, gotcha. a big tangent. Do y'all understand why I asked that question? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yes. Um, I mean, I uh, this is just me. This is the way I took it to kind of synopsis is everything leading up to in regards to the election up until that night was following what was put into their bylaws as far as the months out, as far as the nominations, the committees, the elections, all of that was following as per the bylaws that were there. And then as everybody showed up that night and what was said was said, that's when everything went away from their bylaws. Um, that, that's, that's the way that, uh, that I see this. <laughs> and using Adam uh, as the excuse. And uh, that is, um, and from the conversations with Adam the other day, he did say that he was going back and forth with Chris um, on some things. But knowing, you know, I mean, it just asks us, I I hate to do this, but, you know, I think that we are going to have to ask Adam some of the questions because this raised a lot as far as to what this person perceived. You know, we've got to look at, you know, we're going to get, Two sets, and then we got to find out the truth between the middle of the answers. Right. Um, and the fact that Susan Vines or uh, April Vines called uh, Adam to verify if he had told Chris that or not. We'll yes. To verify that through Adam. Yeah. And that that was right then and there on the spot. Um, so I guess Adam's next. I don't think we. I don't think Adam necessarily mm-hmm. needs to be next. I think we need to. We have so we, three scheduled for next week, um, uh, but those three are all the current officers, correct? Yeah, we, we've still got some um, times over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, where we can get uh, Bob Cubito, <clears throat> and he has already replied uh, to Wizard. As far mm-hmm. as his availability, so he's available basically any time Saturday or Sunday. Okay. That's um, five thirty. Could we reschedule maybe at least one, or if not two, of the three for Monday night? Because if we're going to go an hour for each one, it's going to be like one o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast before we get done. Okay. okay. Well, you only want to do so. two. <clears throat> Well, as far um, as as far as Monday night, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, Tuesday for the interviews, I, I don't even remember if there was any interviews set for Tuesday. I don't know how awake I'll be. You have painkillers on that one. Is your surgery yeah. Tuesday, Jim? Yeah, my surgery is Tuesday. Okay. So we'd want to skip Tuesday and go to Wednesday, probably. In- the earliest. Yeah, that would be, yeah, the earliest. Um, 
I had something else that was going through. One thing also is, if you guys remember, uh, Dave did say that he had signed twice copies of the bylaws. We still have yet to receive those. From I, I had an email conversation today with Chris. Okay. And um, he was um, going to be sending me the last six months of uh, meeting minutes. Minutes, uh-huh. yeah. And the treasury report, she says, is part of the meeting minutes. Okay. And then the... Um, he said he wasn't sure if he had a signed copy of the bylaws. Uh, he didn't have to look for that. Um, I, I'm not sure he'll come up with it before he talked today. I don't know. Okay. Because if they just, as of this past month or this past year and May or June, became on base, you know, organization. They would have had to provide their bylaws to the installation in order to get that status. Yeah, I don't think they're there yet. I know what David said, but Jim, you might remember this. I think you were on one of the streams uh, where Chris was asking about private organizations on the international page, mm-hmm. on the Facebook page. Yes, sir. Getting information. That was only about a month or two ago about what value anybody saw on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that's been fairly recent. So I'm not sure their PO approved right now for Moody. Okay. That's something we can ask Chris. I think we had decided that, I guess, the the prior top three was, was I guess, going to be interviewed before the the current. Is that still the way we want to address it, or like um, if, uh, Bulldogs? Guys, the only person, the only person that has responded is Bob from the the, the prior top three. I mean, if we can get Bob, um, at like least get him. Just get him, get him when we can get him, and if we can't get him, then you know, I mean, as long as we have some insight. You know, I would hope we wouldn't have to interview every single person from the chapter. There you go. Um, if you can get Bob, you'll get Chuck. They'll normally side by side. Yeah, I mean, if we can get some of the some of the people in here, um, you know, we want a, a definitely a good uh, yeah. situation on both sides towards the other, um, so we can get the the most just compare, most, yeah. The most information to, to go forward, um, you know, uh, you know, we got we got to keep reminding ourselves, even though we've heard a lot, um, that you know we have to be very unbiased in this. Yeah, yeah. that that oh. is is very very key. Uh, Shane yeah. gets to be somewhat biased towards the members for now, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he he gets to do that, whereas uh, we can't be biased as of yet. Um, you know, many of us have sat in those seats that a lot of these people have filled in our uh, lives with the uh, Green Knights, so we understand some of the things and somehow how things can be done. Um, drama is one thing. Um, I would like to see if that gets brought up again. Um, 
And that's why it actually asked the question as to was there a split prior to uh, like the active duty guys and then everybody else um, to seeing if there is any collusion leading up to the election um, from the active duty guys that basically are the only ones left there other than their spouses. Um, this isn't going to be easy. Um, kind of at a loss right now. Yeah. Well, I think we got. I think we got a lot of good information. Um, a lot of the questions that were posed tonight don't necessarily have to be posed to a lot of the other members, especially when it comes to the 501c3 and, and mm-hmm. necessarily the statistics regarding finances and 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 et cetera. So I don't think the other a lot of the other interviews, I don't think they will be as long uh, because we won't need as much information. But I think what we did, I mean, it started off a little slow, but I would I would start off the other interviews. Tell me, tell us what happened in your in your opinion. What happened mm-hmm. that last that night? And yeah. go from there. Let yeah. let them let them go, and then we can pick off questions yep. from there. Um, that way, we're not we're not asking a generalized question to specific yeah. generalized questions to everybody. We're going yeah. off of the information that they're giving us. That way we yeah. can't be more biased or, mm-hmm. or non-biased um, and, and, and general overall. Yeah. I actually had my interview proceedings actually up, and I just didn't even follow them, which I had that in there to do. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's my fault. I, I, I got myself all flustered whenever I kicked everybody out of the channel starting it off. I can't imagine that. <laughs> well, it, what happened was is I can't record if I'm not on the call as the Green Knights radio show. Uh, but I have, when I dial in with my phone, it takes me to my own personal talk show account. And it doesn't link the Green Knights radio show and that. So what I had to do is I have my wife's phone dialing in so I can be the Green Knights radio show so I can record these. Hmm. <laughs> so just letting you know, uh, I think I got it now, so we're good going forward. Um, other than that, uh, gentlemen, thanks for your time. Anybody else have anything else before I crawl into bed? Des is saying, hey, um, to everybody, I said hi. The only thing Wonder I have, I, should, I, I know I don't have to say it, but again, um, what happens in the discussions here doesn't have to should not be going back to our chapters or Correct. Of that nature. Yep. Thanks. We appreciate it, Shane. But if you hear things that could make your chapter a lot better, by all means take those and lessons learned. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um but yeah, um I got nothing else. We can all drop off. I can end this. Um, and next time we have a meeting, same thing, uh, bulldog wizard, just shoot me, uh, time, all that. And I'll set up and shoot out all the emails real quick, Jim. Yes, sir. Tell your wife, congratulations on her uh, workout. 
<laughs> but she's right here and just walking downstairs. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Updates on that. That's good stuff. Congratulations, sis. Congratulations. I'll cut another bullet off in, the, in a day. Outstanding. <laughs> good night. Good night, y'all. Good night, later. Good night.